Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every $20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at Armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. This is the John Oakley Show podcast. With our panel topics worthy of discussion for Pizzaville, dial pound 3636. Peter Sherman, David Wells, John Carmichael. John, let me ask you, the city is, uh, well, it, you voted unanimously yesterday, 25 to zip, that uh, there is a climate emergency happening, and uh, Toronto wants to be proactive on that, hope to be carbon neutral by 2050. They say uh, they might even accelerate the timeline to 2040. Retrofits, uh, probably have to redo the fleet to e-vehicles and the like. I mean, you're the guy with the vehicle background. I mean, is this doable? I mean, massive overhaul that everybody would be driving. Because, e- look, the McGinney, uh, McGinney, the wind government, I guess, it cited there were going to be 1.7 million e-vehicles by, like, 20... Not happening, yeah. <laughs> well, is it going to happen by 2040 or 2050? Well, they keep paying for it, but who's going who's gonna to pay for it? The government, the Ontario government, was going broke on the program. They canceled it. The feds stepped in, part of the climate agenda. But uh, I... I I just don't see this as being something that's realistic, and I'm not. I, you know, we have issues within the climate that we've got to address. And I was listening to Anthony Fury earlier talking about, you know, building the canopy, planting trees, doing things that are productive, and finding a way to get the job done. And I'm 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 with him on that. But climate crisis, climate emergency, I'm I'm not there. All right. I mean, how about you, David Wills? Do you think it is a climate emergency? Or are they being overreacted? With 25 to nothing, it was a unanimous vote at City Council. I'm just well, trying to think. How did Stephen Holiday or Mike Ford uh, vote on that? That that has me flummoxed. Well, here, who am I to disagree with Denzel Min and Wong ever? Right, like the <laughs> so uh, <laughs> said no one ever. But the uh, no. But I think the the whole point here is that the the city can look at everything that it does through that lens, and there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing expensive about it. City government, municipal government, touches the earth and affects things in much more. Um, profound way than any other level of government. So when you look at it from that aspect, they have lots of vehicles on the road. It's patch and rows, laying asphalt, all of those things. Anthony Fury is right. Like they need to pay more attention to the tree canopy. There's a bunch of things they can do um, that think about things. If they're redesigning a road, you got to think about pedestrians. You got to think about bikes and you got to think about cars. Yeah, but carbon neutral, carbon neutral in 30 years. It's an aspirational goal for sure, but why not work towards something that is, is harder to do. In California, like you talked about how we don't have any e-vehicles, California got there because they they actually just said to the car manufacturers, you want to sell cars in this jurisdiction, you got to sell this many uh, electric cars by this time, and guess what? They found incentives to do it. And now all of a sudden there's a great variety of electric vehicles you can buy in California, and there isn't here because there's no incentive. Is he right, John? No, no, we've got lots of electric vehicles you can buy from all the manufacturers, have great product. They're just wanting, people aren't willing to pay for it. The, There's no infrastructure. You're, you're, well, I mean, that's, that, gonna, that's a good part of that's it. That's going to take a long while to get that caught up, but you've got lots of uh, product to choose from, and it's great product. These cars are well-built. They run well, but they don't go far enough. They're talking about, uh, I think it's five years down the road that we could be driving. There could be uh, electric vehicles be able to handle the charge for about as far as a tank of gasoline will. Have to wait and see that, but uh, it wouldn't surprise me with technology the way things are changing. 
But they, I think the manufacturers are, it's incumbent on them to price the cars that are competitive where people will pay for them. Let me ask you, Sherman. I mean, mm-hmm. this is something else that came up in the last uh, night's French language debate when Justin Trudeau was accused of having two campaign planes. Uh, and Andrew Shear made note that uh, one of the planes is for costumes and a canoe which I thought was a pretty good... Good line. Yeah, it is a good line. Uh, but Justin justified it by saying, well, I bought carbon offsets. Is there anything to this whole carbon offset? Thing no, it's it- bogus. And, and I'll go back to the last question and work my way into it. First of all, I think that 2050 is is conceivably doable. And if it's not, it'll be pretty soon thereafter because I think this is not a political situation. It's not a taxation situation. It's not about carbon neutrality. It, it is about science and technology. And in the same sense, as the last generation said, we got to solve... The the cancer problem, or we can't afford to um, explode nukes in the atmosphere or have a nuclear exchange, and did it because there were people of that generation, our generation, that came along and, and developed these techniques. There are people in this generation, those kids who were marching last week, and all they can do is raise awareness, but some of them are stimulated to go to university, to get college educations, to make advances we haven't even thought of yet. And, and what John's talking about, a battery that's the size of your thumb that makes cars go for a day and a half, it's it's doable. And, and in 30 years, 30 years in technological terms is forever. All right. Uh, so you were going to work back to uh, Justin Trudeau. So I'm Justin t- Trudeau <laughs> talking about carbon offsets. <laughs> I, I start, I'm going to work right back to it. Bogus. Bogus. All right. Well, here's the other thing I'm kind of curious. Unless you guys wanted to weigh in on this, I mean, is he hoist on his own petard because it looks like a gain? You know, it's a lot of virtue signaling to suggest that, well, we bought carbon offsets from some place in, uh, I don't know, French Guyana. Uh, <laughs> they weren't using them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Pretty, pretty much. But the other thing that surfaced last night in the French language debate was the fact that the uh, guy from the Bloc Québécois, I guess taking his cues from Legault, who's the premier, the premier of Quebec, is saying that they want to control language and immigration more so than now. And uh, they also want to impose a language and values test on new immigrants. But, I mean, if you tried to make that argument for the rest of Canada... That's considered xenophobic or racist or uh, native. Or Kelly Leach is the. Well, yeah. Uh, so how come that, she got all the heat? Not yet that this guy. Long ago. Yeah. Monsieur du Quebec, Monsieur. Why? That's no. the way they are. And you and I have spent our time in Quebec. It's a xenophobic <laughs> province. About virtue signaling. Well, okay. Tell me, explain this to me. How does this guy get to be uh, the one who sets the cues and everybody sort of dances to his tune? David Wills. That sounds to me like that's. Uh, well, it's a double standard being applied to the federation, isn't it? Absolutely. I, I think it was awful. I think it's horrible. I think it's racist. I think, it, you know, you want me to continue on with the bad words here? It's, well, no, it's, but it, don't you respect the French fact in North America? Not that way, I don't. I, like the, I, don't I don't think that it's the dog whistle stuff. The uh, You know, we see this from Bernier, too. They won't come out and say, we want only people who look like me and sound like me. But he put these other words around it. Oh, they have to have this values test. They have to have this language test because they don't want to come out and say, "Look, you know, I'm actually a racist, and I know a bunch of you two, uh, you people are too. Vote for me." So they talk in this different language. It's awful. But this is a province, Quebec. I spent 35 years of my life there, and and I speak the language. And I can tell you that this is a province where Bill 21, which is, for those who don't know the number, the the famous bill that prohibits uh, public wearing of uh, religious religious accoutrements Mm -hmm. in certain buildings, the the thing that stimulated the guy to talk to uh, to Jagmeet Singh the other day. Uh, This is a province that approves of that in about 60 degrees to 60% to 40. Uh, Not in Montreal, but everywhere else. 
So if you can get away with that and you can win uh, an election, become premier as as he has, um, then you certainly can have a bloc Québécois that goes out and says, we want something that to us is xenophobic. So I, I'm not suggesting it's a good idea. I agree with David Wills, but I've got to tell you, uh, it sells in Quebec and the BQ is surging ahead. They are. And the other thing is because it sells in Quebec, you've got the federal leaders who tiptoe around that. But one of the rejoinders is, interestingly enough, uh, we'll leave it up to the provinces to decide which path they want to follow or what policies they want to implement. I guess that's interesting because, to be consistent, Andrew Scheer would say the same when it comes to carbon taxation, and Ontario should be allowed to do whatever the hell it wants in that front, John. I'm okay with that. (laughs) And Ontario's not going to go with it. So let's let's make sure that we... uh... You, you bring it back to carbon tax, and uh, I, I, I think the uh, the rest of Canada would would say that Bill Twenty One is uh, is absolutely contrary to Canadian values. Right, but it's Quebec's what? Quebec, to how do they get off? It's like SNC Lavalin. How do we get off with that one? Let's well, talk about you know. It's, illegal, it's a distinct society. It's a distinct society. It had nothing to do with uh, employment or jobs. It had all to do with politics and Papineau and. And making sure we we won that riding again as a liberal. I'd love to have a conversation, though, on a cross-Canada basis. If you're looking at immigration going to 1%, which would be 370,000 now, because we're 37 million, and and rising, we would address an awful lot of things. Uh, And one of the things that goes into this is, do you want a Canadian values um, question somewhere in your questionnaire when you apply for citizenship? And I would say on some level, yeah. Well, we'll come back. Let's talk about that. I know there was a piece in the Financial Post earlier today about uh, sustaining future uh, economic, uh, you know, uh, health and uh, so on and so forth in this country. Uh, Immigration has to be considered uh, the linchpin to all of that. And Quebec obviously wants greater control. So uh, what are we doing about our numbers? John Carmichael, David Wills, Peter Sherman on The Oakley Show. Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio.